0: Welcome to the Josh Anderson podcast here. I'm Josh Anderson. In this episode, we will talk about the entire 2023 Monster Energy Supercross, and I will go through the majority of the riders and how I feel their seasons went and talk about some of their futures. I will do a 2023 Pro Motocross podcast preview pod here um, later, probably next week, but In this episode, as I said, I'll just go through some of the riders. Um, I think later on I'm going to do talk about also injuries. But for right now, let's just talk about the riders. And first up is going to be Chase Sexton. And he won the 450 Monster Energy Supercross Championship. Uh, At the beginning of the season, he was one of the top three. It was either going to be between Eli Tomac, him, or Jason Anderson. And in reality, he kind of won by default. And the fact of the matter is, Eli Tomac had an 18 point lead, two two races to go, and we saw what happened. He uh hurt his Achilles. Now, I I said in my last podcast, I compare this to 2010 and when Ryan Dungey won his championship because Villapoto uh got hurt in St. Louis. Now, obviously there are a couple differences. Dungy did have the championship lead when that injury happened. Eli had the injury, or sorry, the points lead in in this case. But uh, overall, uh, Chase did not win the majority of the races. Eli did, but Chase Sexton has been the fastest rider. So uh, that doesn't mean he was the best rider of the series, but he was the fastest rider. Now. Uh, he did earn the championship. I don't think there should be aster- asterisks on anything. Um, that would mean you would have to look down upon Chad, Reed champ- Chad Reed's championships. I, I don't think we need to do that. Um, you have to be there at all 17 races, and or 11 or 12 races, depending upon the Pro Motocross Championships. So, overall, I think when you look at legacy, when it comes to Chase Sexton. This has to be a. Uh, you have to look at this when you when you look at all time greats and their championships. When you want to compare him to others, you have to hold this against him. But individually, this season he is the champion and he is going to have the number one plate. Now, obviously, he will probably be going to KTM in 2024. Uh, we'll be waiting for that announcement in October when October first contracts. Come out, but overall, uh, he does have a lot of things to clean up in 2024. Uh, Jet's going to be coming in the class, so we'll see when that happens. There's going to be a lot of pressure on him uh, next season defending the plate, and I, I think he does have a lot of room to grow. Uh, we'll see when he when he does go to KTM if he's able to fix the crashing. It's seemingly on the Honda so far. Uh, he has at least late in the season. He hasn't been crashing, but sometimes I, I've noticed with uh, riders who are out of the championship fight, that tends to happen. Uh, Jason Anderson last year stopped doing his dumb, dumb mistakes when he was out of the championship fight. Uh, it kind of happened to Roxton in 2016 when he was out of the championship fight with Dungy. Uh He started to stop making mistakes, so I, I don't know if it's just, it just if it happens or it's just one of those things when riders are kind of out of the championship they stop making mistakes and uh, championship riders start doing defense mode so like Tomac or we'll, we'll see what happens but uh, you know Sexton's had a great year won the second most uh, um, second most races and he will be it will be between him and Jet next year Uh, on who is going to be the champion, I believe, even as a rookie. Because I think the Jet is going to take time to learn the 450, but I think I'm begrudgingly saying this, Jet is a great talent. He's going to be the next dominating force, and the only rider that's going to be holding up against him is Chase Sexton. So if, if Sexton can figure out the KTM as fast as he possibly can, then hopefully uh, he's going to be able to hold up against uh, the Jet. So overall, Chase Sexton, congratulations on your championship. And like I said, you did earn it. Now, as I said when I went through my whole solubically, it's going to be your legacy and winning another championship. That is where, and getting the most wins and being as dominant as you are, that's what is going to be where people are gonna say you know you know what 2023 you did earn it uh Eli tomac finished second in points uh, very unfortunate the injury um, I think I need to do a overall legacy podcast to where I believe uh tomac is in terms of overall but uh, I think this was going to put tomac um in my top ten, at least I, this actually could have put him above Dungey. I, I could argue it, but I, I I think this, unfortunately for Tomac, is another championship that he did not win. Um, there was a, you know when it comes to Supercross itself, uh, he uh, he, um, he did not he cost himself the 2015 championship. And if anyone comes to say, well Dungey won that one, well. To be fair, Roxton got hurt that year, and Dungey did win uh, eight races, but Tomac had a lot of speed that year, but Tomac also had a DNF, weirdly, in round two. Take that DNF out and stop his stupid mistakes. Well, maybe he was closer in that championship. I don't count 2016 because he was coming back. From the shoulders, and also he's switching bikes, so that was an issue. But he cost himself in 2017 with his mis- weird ride in round 16, and then uh, 2018, obviously the crash in round one, missing round two. Uh, 2019, you know, people want to say, Well, he had a back injury. Well, he had the points lead after San Diego, and then his bad starts. And then Cooper Webb took advantage after that. So 2019 should have been his. And then 2021, after winning his first Supercross championship, I, he got into it with Vince Friese, and he was never the same. I, I I can't explain that. Again, I believe it was his starts. So overall, this season, so people are going to be like, what do you talking So outside of the first two rounds, which was peak Tomac, to me... Sexton had more speed than him. And then there were rounds where kind of baffled me a little bit with Tomac. Uh, he had the crash at the Triple Crown, which was a little... I mean, i th- he could have missed the rest of the year. So there were already signs at Tomac which he was not peak to the level which we thought he was going to be. Which was this championship was going to be kind of more impressive than the rest. Just in terms of... He wasn't peak 2017, 2020, or even last year. But at least he was being consistent and safe. Uh, If you look at the rest of this year, uh, Daytona, at least he was semi-impressive. But he had a down Indy. Seattle, he was good. Glendale, he was good. Uh, But I don't know. Tomac, I think there were bike issues that we need to discuss. Uh, I think the new Yamaha, I know Mathis was kind of on this tangent of bike of the year, it's going to be better in Supercross. I don't think the bike was better in Supercross. I think last year's bike, whatever they figured out was great, but I think this bike had problem in the whoops. Um, I, I think there were many races where he just, he had problems and he, it was never ever able to figure them out with this bike and i don't think i've ever seen tomac have issues with that now I, i legitimately maybe that was because he's getting older and he wants to dial it back a little bit or i think it was a bike issue and the bike maybe held him back just a little bit so overall second of points maybe he gets a second place bonus and uh, if this is his career, like I said, I'll do another podcast where I fully believe where his legacy is, but you know, it, this should be his third Monster Energy Supercross Championship, but he came up short. Uh, Cooper Webb will finish third in points. He is tied overall with 304 with Ken Roxon, but because of more wins, he will finish third in points, obviously because he got knocked out at uh, Nashville. Uh, he did not race the final two rounds. Um, there's some debate if uh, he's trying to finagle his way to race World Supercross. Personally, to me, I think that's a mistake. Uh, I think he should – I know the injury changed all this, but I think him doing World Supercross is just a disaster. He's, um, for legacy purposes, for him and me, I think he should race pro motocross. Um, mm-hmm. I understand that he doesn't have the raw speed of a Tomac, of a Jad, of a Chase Sexton or whatever, but I'm just looking at this with him and I said, you need to be a man and race pro motocross. And and it's about legacy for me. I understand people say, well, he can make money. Well, when you are a factory rider and you are making millions of dollars with KTM or with him going to Yamaha next year, you can make more money with a factory team than World Supercross. And I I just don't understand why he wants to just is it the schedule or whatever, but I'm just I'm just looking at him like this is what you should be doing for World Supercross in your retirement years, not for Pro Motocross. And I understand that he he if, if it's a mental thing, but I'm just like legacy-wise, race Pro Motocross, not World Supercross. But this year uh He was extremely consistent uh he, it was better than last year, but it wasn't necessarily um I, I you know when he was at Nashville, you know he was trying to do his little mental games. I think when he was doing his mental games towards Roxon Roxon can be mentally broken, and it's proven to see that uh for obviously when he beat Roxon in the championship. Those mental games seemingly don't work on Tomac. And so that's why when you saw in Nashville in the heat race, he was trying to at least be aggressive with Tomac. And he made the mistake. And then the Censorillo hit him in the back of the head. So uh, we'll see if Webb is any better on the Yamaha. But if they are uh, still having those issues with the bike that Tomac had and the whoops, oh, Webb's really going to have to work on that. And he's also going to have to deal with not being with Alden Baker and he's going to be on his own program again. Now, the first time around on Yamaha, Now I understand that it's a different bike and it is a different group this time being with Star, but him being on his own program, he's going to have to be doing a lot of self-motivating. And I think literally Yamaha and Mathis said that Yamaha is still in charge of the uh, 450 program, so that means he's probably still going to have to do pro motocross, and he's not going to be able to do world supercross, so that's another thing that he's going to have to deal with. Overall, Webb, still third in points, would have been close, he has to be disappointed because if he didn't get hurt, he also probably would have been the supercross champion for a third time, so that's another hurt. Um, Ken Rockson finished fourth in points uh it, to me hyper knee extension I, I could argue we'll find out here shortly it probably is a torn ACL which means happening in May he could probably if he has surgery now maybe just coming four months from now coming back from the to the SMX races but we'll see um I'm gonna be honest here. Originally, I was fine with him doing World Supercross um, before his whole deal because of his body. But I'm, I'm going to be frank here. I'm not happy with his whole um, changing two week, uh, last week and saying he's doing World Supercross. And the reason why I'm not happy with it because I, I think it's referencing basically lying. And I, I am going to be staunchly saying lying. But um, the fact of the matter is, is that he did it for money. And I, I, I get that. Because for um, five straight months, you have been saying that you are be – you've been doing saying – I'm going to do pro motocross. I'm going to do pro motocross. And JT said when you're doing your – when you're doing your deals, you're going to do pro motocross. But when you're saying that you want to do – oh, I'm just – when you when you did the uh, uh, Moto X pod show and you want to change it up because we have the same mundane schedule. I'm just like you, you can't change it up when you have uh, – you, you can't legitimately tell people you're going to do something for five months. People have been ordering tickets. And then you're just because you get a boatload of cash and, uh, oh, I'm, I'm going to do World Supercross now. I, I, I'm i sorry. That, that's a little bullshit, if you ask me. But in terms of your 2023 season, this has been a rebound, re, rebound season for him. He has been fantastic. Um, obviously, last year was a disaster. Uh, I, I don't know if he was jealous of Sexton and his uh, growth uh, because obviously there was a little bit of issue between the two. Um, it's we'll see if uh, obviously he only made he won the first round, um, but then uh, yeah, he got himself injured, a head injury, and then there were issues with the team. Uh, outdoors went smooth uh, better because he also won an outdoor race, but um. And by the way, I do get that he does have the all the injuries and everything. But with that said, um, this year was a rebound. I think he, if you were to take Indy on, maybe if he had the bike-setting Indy from Indianapolis on, maybe he would have been closer in the championship. But some of that's his fault. And uh, if he stays with the team on from next year, we'll see how close he is to the championship fight with Chase. Uh, his starts have to be better in some of these rounds. That's another problem. So, and, and another interesting comment that he made was you know, he has flashbacks from 2017. Uh, you know, again, if he wants to win a, a championship, because I, I think that shot is now gone, but if he even wants to entertain that thought further on, um, he has to uh, get through that mental issues. Uh, Justin Barsha, he missed the last two rounds from uh, breaking his collarbone. He finished uh, fifth in points. Um, uh, Outside of the injuries, I think this was probably similar, probably one of his most successful seasons. Um, He did win a race in East Rutherford. He did have speed uh, to match the top guys. Uh, When you were watching Daytona, Chase Sexton kind of, Screwed him a little bit in Daytona. I think you could argue that he maybe would have won that race. Uh, Indy, when he was uh, going up against Ken Roxon, he just missed out on that win. And then, obviously, he won in the mud. Uh, lots of speed this year. Got a new two-year contract. Ready to move on. you uh, will be interesting to see if he is healthy enough for outdoors. If you look at the timetable, if he, if he just plated it, he should be ready to go. Natural healing process, I'm not sure, but good to see him. A couple-year deal, probably going to be his last year. last two-year deal. Looking at his age, he'll be 33 at the end of the deal, but good for him. And then sixth place was uh, Jason Anderson. What a just complete disaster of a year. Uh, Seven wins in 2022 this year. Didn't start off well. Um, Cincerello kept saying he was flying in the offseason. Um, people are trying to insinuate that maybe there was an injury coming into the, uh, ear. people, and then it's kind of said that no, there wasn't, but if you look at Anaheim one, massive hit to the head, obviously off the handlebars. So maybe people are trying to say that he has not been healthy since that. And Honestly, it could be, um, some riders, may, maybe he just should have taken time off after that. But, um, obviously he's had the birth of his kid and, um, He's only had Anaheim two, 2 was his most successful rate. Anaheim 2 was a second, and then Houston was a third. And after that, it's just been a grueling mess. And then, uh, obviously, he has a neck injury and some broken vertebrae. So we probably, I don't know if he's going to resign sign with Kawasaki. And I, there are, people are trying to guess that he's going to sign with, a new manufacturer come 2025. Obviously, that we'll see if that happens because they are going to enter in 2024 in the 250 class. So we'll see if that happens. But just disappointing for Jason Anderson. He could. Um, he is probably at also the end of the line when it comes to his riding time too because he's starting to push the age of 30. And and I understand that. Like I said, I'll do another pod about injuries and everything. But we are getting. Injuries are starting to prop up now. And when guys are getting older, injuries are also going to happen. So, Aaron Pussinger just got uh, second place at the final round. Uh, Missed uh, the last three rounds prior to this. Um, I think this is his most successful 450 season he's had. Uh, He should have won uh, one race this year. Uh, He was leading it up to the last laugh. Obviously he made the mistake um, and then obviously Sexton won that race to be fair, those three points from Sexton probably helped him win this race because you could argue that uh, Tomac maybe try <laughs> I don't think I don't think tomac would have raced with a uh, um, hurt Achilles, but part of those three points right there is what helped uh, Sexton win the championship so, But uh, Plessinger, great year. Um, Hopefully he has another two weeks to heal before the pro motocross season. Another year on that bike. Uh, You know, what's interesting with him is that uh, he's shown a lot more flashes this year. And then, but, you know, they announced a, now, uh, Mookie, which he, Mookie has announced a two-year deal, but they have not announced another deal for Aaron Plessinger, I have read rumors that maybe he's moving to Gas-Gas, but uh, Aaron Plessinger's future is not yet set in stone, I don't think, so we'll see. Eighth in points was Justin Hill. He has been consistent. Obviously, he's been on Team Titter all year, but he has been consistently getting better all year, tracked down Adam Cicerello in the main, and then when he did that, he finished better than Adam in the points. When, uh, that was two points. They'd be better than him. He finished two twelve to two ten, and he got the uh, bonus probably from the team and KTM. What a fantastic year from Justin Hill! I didn't think this was ever going to happen on a team tether bike, but just fantastic. I I just I have nothing better to say for Justin Hill. Uh, Adam Cincerello obviously finished ninth in points, um, one podium. I I didn't think he was going to pass ever by Justin Hill, but. Uh, He did, but obviously uh, he missed uh, three rounds out of the 17. Uh, Adam, you were just kind of, he's shown flashes, but you kind of just want him to get the laps in. Uh, Same thing with motocross. Just get the laps in, get your base in, and show something in 2024. Uh, Heard he's getting stem cells into, um, you have to get them from from the rear end and back into the arms because he's still having arm issues. That is disappointing to hear, but hopefully he's able to get that rectified. Uh, Dean Wilson, exactly 200 points gets tenth and gets tenth and play uh, points. Uh, it was nice seeing him get uh, second in the heat race, and then uh, finished fifth last on Saturday night. That was awesome to see. Uh, it was said that he has one year left on his deal. May, probably one year left to do Supercross and World Supercross. He is no longer going to be doing uh, Pro Motocross. uh Shane McElrath finished eleventh um, in points. Um, he missed the. He did not make the main in round one, and then after that, he made every other main. Sorry, he made every main. Uh, he got better on the bike. He said he struggled, and then after that, after the um, four fifty. Uh, field thinned and overall he started to ride better too uh, but good for him Uh, obviously he's doing world supercross and we'll be interested to see what he does in the 450 class next year Uh, christian craig finished 12th he got hurt at glendale in practice he is he has 150 points so we'll see what happens he says he's trying to get healthy for pro motocross because he wants to score some extra points But I don't know how much he has to worry about that because the people behind him aren't really going to be, except for a few of them, uh, they're not going to be really racing pro motocross. So uh, we'll just have to see. Uh, Josh Hill, again like his brother, uh, got better every single week. Uh, We'll see if he scored enough points to make the uh, SMX. Um, Colt Nichols finished uh, 14th. Um I to be honest with you, I was expecting a little more. Um I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer, but um I I was expecting more, but injuries happen. Um but if you look at his two fifty career, uh he only had one the year he won his championship was the only year he didn't get hurt. Uh, every other year was crashing and was like this. So but uh We'll see what team he's on next year. I think Hunter Lawrence will be going to the 450 class along with Jet. So that means Colt Nichols will be on a different team. Uh, Kyle Chisholm finished uh, 15th in points. Uh, I guess the move for him, oh, by the way, he, he started out extremely slow, but got better on that bike. It was the first time he wasn't on the Yamaha in a long time. So, it was probably an adjustment for him and also he was trying to help Roxen in his setup. So, he uh got better after that, but furthermore, uh, he's going to be doing World Supercross and Pro Motocross to make sure he scores enough points to get into the X- SMX races. Uh 16th in points was Kevin Moran's the most successful season he's ever had. The only noteworthy note with him is he's got a cool down on those starts. I understand that he has a $5,000 whole shot bonus, but uh, he's really going to get someone hurt. And then in the mud race, he, he got uh, seventh place. Uh, Justin Starling, 17th place in points. Good for him. Uh, he is not doing world supercross, he's getting married. Uh, Grant Harlan, with a torn labrum in the final couple of rounds, gets 18th in points. Benny Bloss, who missed the last three rounds, was able to hang on to 19th in place. And Joey Savacci, who only did the first eight rounds, finished 20th place and got the bonus. Frederick Noren, who missed a few rounds and scored some zeros, missed out on it and got 21st. So uh, the top 20 is there. And then uh, Justin Cooper finished 22nd. Cartwright, who had a great year, finished 23rd. Clayson, 24th. And the other... To name is obviously is Alex Ray, who is going to be retiring from Supercross after this year. Unfortunately, he did not help my pulp fantasy team. By the way, that was that was terrible. Uh, as we go through the East, Hunter Lawrence. Hunter Lawrence had uh, he won the 250 East Supercross series. Uh, he did not. I don't think he had a really good race last night. Um, didn't have a good start, and then he was uh, fighting with Hayden Deegan a lot. Uh, obviously, Deegan was trying to fight through the field and to make sure that he got second place and points. Obviously, I think seconds has a great bonus. So obviously, he finally got around Hayden after the bad start. But um, he, I think, him and Justin Cooper and Shimoto should be the top three contenders for Pro Motocross. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, when it comes to pro motocross, just a little preview, Hunter and Justin Cooper do have a tendency to fade towards the end of the season and Shimoda usually slow start. So it'll be interesting to see where they align towards the end of the year. Uh, Hayden Deegan second place in points, uh, fantastic rookie season in all estimation in a weak class, I think. But overall, he didn't get a win, so not in that nature. We'll see in the future how that makes out for him. But he's gonna have to deal with his over aggressiveness. Uh, I think he does have a tendency to do that. Uh, I think the team is gonna have to talk to him about, it. and I and I think Star is not the greatest team to talk. Maybe a PC or maybe even Honda would be a better. Outlet for that, but that's not what Hayden Deegan Hayden Deegan rolls. So um, I think maybe next year people are going to be riding high on Hayden Deegan, Hayden Deegan. But the whole, I think that over aggressiveness is probably probably going to cost him at least one championship in the 250 class. Uh, Max Anstey won a race in the mud, uh, his first American 250 Supercross win. and uh, he finished third by one point less than uh, Hayden Deegan. Overall, I think it was a very successful year for Max Anstey. He is a little older in the class, but overall, great year for him. He has to be happy with that. Uh, Jordan Smith finishes fourth. Um, If he did not have that DNF in Detroit, or, well, did not qualify in Detroit, Um, he probably finishes uh second in the class, uh, but um, has to be really oh. The other thing about Deegan is that he he can't do he has to be able to be smarter on how he races, and that's why I bring up Jordan Smith. So, uh, Jordan, um, if you look at some of his scores from Jordan an eight in Tampa, zero in Detroit, five in East Rutherford. Too many inconsistencies on the air. That's why he finishes fourth in points. But he did have enough speed, not the Hunter Lawrence type speed, but he did have enough speed to win. Other than that, uh, Chris blos coming back out of retirement. Slow start, but at least he was consistent. To finish fifth in points, um, good for him. Uh, I think he's going to be doing World Supercross, but at least he had consistent results for the Pro Circuit team, which was struggling for results. Uh, Jeremy Martin finished sixth in points, Um, got hurt in Atlanta, missed East Rutherford, but was able to come back for Nashville. Uh, I'm not really sure what happened. Uh, Obviously, the broadcast was featuring Jet most of the time, so... I, I really didn't get to see what happened to Martin. Also hurt me in fantasy. But at least he was able to finish, not last. And so he will be heading into pro motocross healthy. Uh, Nate Thrasher will finish 7th in points. Uh, sucks for him. Lots of injuries. Uh, Heal up soon. Uh, shoulder, knee, hand. So hopefully he'll be healthy. Uh, Tom Vial finished eighth in points, tied with Nate Thrasher. Obviously, Nate will get the tiebreaker. Uh, Tom Vial started out great with uh, great, promising results, and then Daytona happened. And I don't know if that, you know if that Daytona crash kind of affected him in some way. But after Daytona, his results were kind of bad. So um, at least he was able to get through. Uh, the season until Pro Motocross, so hopefully pro motocross will reset him so he's able to be a championship contender. Now learning the tracks may take him a little bit, but at least he's not at least this this year was better than Thomas Covington. That that's all I'll say. Uh Colin Park, ninth in place in points, very very strong for a privateer bike. Um and Cody Shank was tenth in points. The other other noteworthy, I'll say, is Henry Miller finished 11th. Um, another tough, tough race for him, didn't make. The only mains he didn't make was basically the East-West Shootouts. Otherwise, he would have finished top 10. Otherwise, very successful 250 season for him, his best ever. And Joe Shimoda raced four 250 races, and he finishes 13th in points, got 75 points. Uh, T- Talon Hawkins... Did not make the main, but finished 14th in points. And Chance Himes, who only raced the first four races, finished 16th in points. Uh, the 250 West points, obviously Jet, Jet Lawrence dominated uh, the best 250 the, the best 250 rider in the class. Uh, not much else to say. Is, uh, he's going to pro motocross in the 450 class. Uh, RJ Hampshire. Uh, could have made the points a little closer if he had a better triple crown race and on two and a better east rough a third uh, obviously uh he went for the uh, swan dive in the in the mud but uh he would have scored more points in those two races uh jet was the class of this uh for r j he will enter in twenty twenty four as the man of the beat i think because uh he was the fastest and most consistent guy and he didn't really crash that much. Obviously the East Ro third race was the last second swan dive. Um, the only other race he had issues with was A92. You know that triple Crown race is, uh, you know back and forth. you, you really don't. Outside of that, it was probably his most consistent season he's had. so that's where that is. Um, RJ has a two two-year, two-year deal with uh, Rockstar now, so he has a chance. Uh, Levi Kitchen. Finished third in points. He will be going to PC in 2024. Uh, he ups and downs. That was why he finished third in points. Um, he, I think, he has to work in the starts. Um, he a lot of times he did not have the speed of a Jet or RJ, but when he did have the starts, he could get out there. But he was just tracked down. Now I don't know if that is just a, if he's always going to have that lack of speed, but he he but when he does hit the start, he's able to be the fa- uh, faster than the rest of the guys. So we'll we'll just have to see. But this was uh, the most races and mains he's had. He hasn't had that many supercrosses. That's the other thing. Last year he got hurt early. That was the other problem. So we'll see if PC helps him. Uh, Anzelopes fourth worth of the points. This is his most successful season he's had. Uh, Never got that podium that he wanted, but he was extremely close multiple times. Uh, Mathis reported that he has a chance for a uh, factory ride. Uh, We'll see if uh, he he gets that factory ride. Um, uh, By the way, looking at the other coast, I don't think there really was a Chance for any bike changes, by the way. So, as I go through this, uh, Mitchell Oldenburg finished uh, fifth in points. Um, he actually probably would have finished fourth in points if he actually would have raced East Rutherford. So, I still don't understand what MCR is doing. Uh, I understand MCR is doing World Supercross, but uh, there are a lot of riders that are looking to be in the 450 class, and you have like uh, just saying, like an Austin Forkner, if he wanted to move up and that could bump out another rider, you have a chance for a solid 450 rider to be on your team to get solid results now. And I understand you don't have a Justin Brighton per se, but you have an opportunity there. Uh, Max Volan, what a disaster. Um, I understand Tom Vial was struggling uh, in the LCQ, but I, I don't know what we're doing with Max Volan. Now, I understand that he's going to star, but um, I, I was that... That was embarrassing, and for a factory. Now San Diego, I have a, you know, even if I were to give that one a buy, because a crash a guy crashed in front of you, and it, but it happens. But not making another main and dropping to six and points is frankly embarrassing. And I, I if I'm star, I'm questioning that contract that you gave him. Uh, Cameron McAdoo finished seven of the points, um, signed a new deal with PC, so we'll see him again. He's got to be healthy for promoter cross. He's just got to be healthy in general. Uh, Pierce Brown, uh, he's up and down. That, that That's a consistent problem. It's coming to a point with me with Pierce Brown that I don't think that he is a ever going to be a success. I, I hate to say that. Uh, he... I've seen multiple times where he just, he has a DNF or he gets injured or hasn't, you know, he, he's shown maybe one flash in the last couple of years and that's about it. I, I've not, not seen anything outdoors, but, ugh, it's rough. Uh, Derek Kelly, and Derek Kelly, Derek Kelly has finished ninth in points. I'd I like to see what he does on a, maybe a factory bike, but I, I don't think that that's ever going to happen, and it, it's unfortunate, but... Uh, that, that says, this is where we're at um, where we're at in the, in the series and the rest uh, I, there's not really much to say the rest of the bikes are all private tier teams and, and that's unfortunate but that's pretty much where we're at If uh, we have futures coming up now and yeah that's the uh, 2023 Monster Energy Supercross in a whole and my next podcast I'm going to talk about injuries and 250 points and how I want to do talk about that so anyway uh, thank you for your, for your time here and uh, have a good night.